welcome to Grumpy Old Game Men and Their Dogs. I'm here with Tommy Gibbons, and I'm Patrick Finn, and it's uh, August 31st, 2021. How you doing, Tommy? Hey, bitches. What's going on? No, it's later that same day, you know. Nothing changes? No? Nothing new has happened to you since I last saw you? Uh, oh, oh, well, there I opened and closed the show with the kids. I opened and closed uh, All Shook Up ah. with high school kids. Cool. Where was that at? It was performed in East Islip at the Bayway Arts Center. Ooh, nice. Yes, on the studio theater. Yeah, it was nice. You know, the kids were a pisser. Ah, excellent, excellent. They make me laugh. Yeah, nothing else? Uh, it sounds like you know something I don't. No, no, okay. no, no, no. I'm just asking. That's no, all. I'm just no, asking. it's just the same old regular day. Well, okay. Well, a few things How happened things since I last saw you. Yeah, that's what I was going to tell you about. Tell me about it. Tell me about well, it. Well, I guess it was, what, the Sunday after I last saw you, I came down with a head cold that night. Oh, that's awful. And Well, I was getting stressed out about something, and also I had been having bad sleep. So before by Sunday sleep night, sleep is everything, right? Get your sleep, bitches. Exactly. Get your sleep. sleep is important. So by Sunday night, I had like this weird sore throat. Ew. And I thought I was just having a head cold, and it lasted a couple of days. But I was feeling really fatigued from it, which I thought was really odd from a cold. I've had colds before, but nothing like this. It was just weird to me. So by Wednesday, the cold started In clearing all those up. Decades of cold having. Yes. This was this one stood out. It, yeah, because I don't remember being this fatigued from a cold before. Okay, continue. You know? So by Wednesday, the cold had started dissipating a bit. Um, but I also knew that the coming weekend, besides this past weekend, I had a family gathering to go to. Oh, here you are, diseased. And well, no, I'm vaccinated already. Had the shot, had my two shots months ago, and everything. So I wasn't completely worried, but I was worried enough, especially now with this whole Delta variant going on. It's a scary time. Be, and it's they scary. say you can be vaccinated and still be a carrier. I can't find my masks. You can't find your masks? No, I had like, like we all did, like six okay. or seven masks. Yeah. Two. I have two. You can have some of ours. We have no, I don't want your nasty. I don't want, you don't use masks. That's like toothbrushes. I don't mean use masks. Like we have a whole supply. I could the, uh, at Seven Eleven for ninety nine cents. I could have five. I I could get okay. my masks. I'm just but saying I, that if you need masks, I appreciate we that. Have some I appreciate that. But the, I'm trying to draw the point of I can't believe we fucking need masks again. I know, it's and it seems like again. it's been so, like it's just. Coming. I know. That's, just, that's what's going to be what it is. Well, that's why I said I, I felt weird having knowing I was going to a family gathering about not getting tested. So I went and got tested right away. I had both tests. I had the quick test and I had the PCR test. I got the first results immediately and it was negative. Next day I got the PCR test results. It was also negative. Good for so you. Big relief, of to course. say the least. Okay. So we made it to the family gathering and unfortunately it was a it was a rainy day, and it was outside, and Ew. we're in Wantaw State Park here oh, on Long Island. that's lovely. What was the gathering? It was an engagement party for our nephew and his beautiful uh, fiance. Okay. And female? Yes. Female, okay. Male, female. Heterosexual. Okay. And uh, It's weird, but that's all right. Unfortunately, it was a really rainy day due to all the storms well, coming up from the rainy. south and everything, so it was, we were there, basically there in a torrential storm, but we made the best <laughs> of it. Had a good time. Did, what did you do? Did you go inside? Did you stand under a tree? They have like, like these, like, they have like these, like these canopies, these long metal canopies out there. Okay. That I guess they you know they have them there reserved for parties like this. Okay. And that's exactly what it was. A whole, it's basically a set of like old picnic tables set up underneath and everything. 
Uh, then there are all the fields around you, so you can have. And they had games set up to play on, you know, to play there and uh-huh. everything. But unfortunately, we couldn't because of the rain. But like I said, we made the best of a, okay. you know, um, inclement situation. Okay. And tell me what the party was for. Oh, somebody was getting engaged yes. to people. Okay. Yes. All right. Good and, for them. Good day. And then the next day, we went, uh, me and Stephen and a couple of our friends we hadn't seen in a bit, got together and went to go see a production of The Elephant Man here on Long Island. The Elephant Man in Merrick. Yeah, over at Merrick Theater. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, we, we, it was yeah, really, I, I was pleasantly surprised. It was quite good. good. Yeah, Tom, it really was. Tomo is excellent. Tomo, Tomo. Tomo knows what he's doing. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love Joe. Uh, I think Joe's great. And Joe well, Elephant Man is one of my favorite plays. So okay. it's not really done on Long Island. And they did it well? Yeah, I was really impressed. They did a good job, nice. I thought. The two, leads, the two lead actors were outstanding. Okay. They really were. The actors between Dr. Trees and John Merrick. What do they, they do? Fantastic. It's hard to play that close up because you have to convince us. And we were second row, center. It don't matter. Wherever you sit yeah. in that theater, you're never more than 50 feet away from the center. True stage. enough. So um, what do they do? Because I know that in some productions they go full tilt, and in some productions... They just sort of suggest. I think the current professional phase was not to really go with all the prosthetics and stuff. But just no, there's that. no use of prosthetics at all. So the actor just assumed the physical it's just the thing. Only all the physical proportions and distortions. And uh, okay, but the, so far as like the facial, the things that, that were growing no, out of his head. No, and, and None of that. None of that. None okay. of that. So it was all about his physical. All right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I, said, I was really impressed with the book. You know, the yeah. two leads in the show. It really did an excellent job. Nice. And then we came back here afterwards, and we basically drank wine and talked through the night. It was a nice way to end the weekend. Yeah, good for you. Right? really was. Nice. Yeah. So, anyway, um, let's get into our first segment of the show, which I always like to call Heavy Petting. (laughs) About our dogs, of course. About the dogs, of course. And particularly, I guess, about our dogs' health care. Okay. Was this the same name the segment had last week? Yes, it did. It is. What was it called? Heavy Petting? Heavy Petting. All right. I thought it was a, a uh, it's, it's, You know, no, it's, I like the double entendre. Yeah, it's, it's adorable. Yeah, well, it works you. on many levels. I'm never going to remember it. <laughs> I'll remind you. Every week I'm going to be surprised. I know you will. Go ahead. Anyway, I thought this week we would talk about our dogs and their health care and everything. Oh, the dogs and their health care. Yeah. Now, okay. when you first got Louie, you got him as a puppy, correct? Louie was a puppy. Louie was, actually, I said to the person who I got Louie from, why do you still have Louie? What did he say? Hey, well... She said that he had at birth something respiratory and the doctors took, um, it was taken care of and they, of course, had a certification for all of that and, and he needed to be, he needed recovery time. Okay. So that's why he was as old as he was at four months and I've never had a problem physically with that dog, but, but he's a young male mammal you know, with a pretty cushy life, so he does. You know, there's not. He hasn't ex- been exposed to um, ticks and fleas and and that kind of stuff. Right. I'm an indoor person, and so he, is, although he loves to be outside, and uh, I try to do that for him as much as I can. But I've been lucky. He, I haven't had any experience. Well, also, when you first got him, did you bring him to a vet? Of course, immediately. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. The vet. All Friends Animal Hospital. That's a plug for Dr. Louie. Um, he's awesome. The staff is awesome. They're awesome. All Friends Veterinary Clinic. East Islet or Islet? Um, fantastic. Anyway, 
I was referred to him, and he t- he took care of Pickering's last days. Okay. And he was... Pickering was your previous dog. Pickering was my previous dog, right, at Old English. And he got very sick very fast, and that's, I think, what they sort of say the breed does, or large dogs do, or it's not uncommon anyway for them to all of a sudden decline, and, and then it's not long. Where some dogs go on <laughs> for years yeah. and years and years, just like most people. Yeah, so he was great, and of course I took Louis there right away. There was been there was the summer that we spent with Abigail, right. the week that we spent with Abigail, um, and then he was he he sort of ex- Abigail exposed him to that. You're gonna have to cut this. Keep going. We're gonna have to cut this. Keep going. He got what Ma- he got. What Abigail had. Right. And and. And we'll explain that in a bit, what Abigail had. Okay. Del- I didn't know what we were doing there. Because um, it's Abigail's personal medical history. And I don't want to talk, I don't want to be the one to bring it up on for, you know. Tommy, keep going. Your desktop. <laughs> Live from your desktop. Live to your desktop. Abigail was sick. We spent a week babysitting Abigail and Arthur. And Louie got sick. And Louis was sick for a few months, and now Louis is like Abigail is a beast to be reckoned with. But he's younger and bigger and uh, male. <laughs> yes, he certainly is. Yeah, he, he 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 is. So yeah, but he's great. I like what I have not had any of the. You go in expecting that it's going to come. Yeah, there's going to come a day. Um, and you hope for the best along the way. Well, definitely. And you enjoy it because I enjoy that dog every minute. So, well, you know, excellent. the same way I enjoy Abigail, that bitch. Where is yeah. she? Well, let me tell you her story. And you, uh, I think you're part of that I may story need some, anyway. I may need some wine. Oh, I hope I think you have enough there. <laughs> we'll see. Go but ahead. when we first got Abigail, and as I explained uh, previously, you know, we got her from a rescue group. And they have doctors, they have veterinarians, you know, who work for the groups you know, that examine the dogs and treat the dogs and everything. And when we... Very good people all. Yeah. And when we got Abigail, you know, they said, you know, she has a skin condition. Uh, that's why her hair is all managed. I mean, she looked like a Rastafarian she the way was her a, hair yeah, was. She was rough. And uh, they said she has a skin condition, but they had her on medication for it. And then we should keep giving it to her. And we were like, okay. And then we got the dog. I mean, we immediately brought it to the veterinarian. You know, our, you know right here was a local pet clinic, basically. And they examined her, and they said, yes, yeah, she does have a skin condition, and, you know, use this medication for it and everything. And we were like, fine, okay. And months went by, and the medication would just seem like stabilize the condition, but wasn't really seem to, to clear it up. Clear, all right. And eventually, we had a vacation schedule where we go out to Fire Island for a week each year. And... We scheduled, of course, we were not bringing our dog with us. We, there were dogs were not permitted in the house we were staying in, so we leave our dog at home. And we actually had you watch a dog for us while we were gone. I watched the dog, and you uh, did, did Ernie go on that vacation with you? Yes, and you watched his and, dog, and Arthur, his, the his dog was there too. Arthur the Yorkshire Terrier, which there are too many stories, he really deserves his own podcast. <laughs> yes, Arthur. Um, me, uh, 
Abigail, who was very, very new out of a shelter experience, and so out of her like other life, and my puppy, my right. big my my puppy who already outweighed Abigail by a few pounds. Yeah, Abigail was what 15, 16 pounds. Yeah, yeah, and Louis by then had to be twenty anyway. Um, he's thirty now, but the uh, and author is what? Oh God. Two and a half pounds. Right, that's what pounds. he feels like, right? He yeah, maybe four pounds and maybe he may four, be five four pounds. pounds. Ernestly, he's eight. I bet. Really? Ernest, okay. I, I bet. Maybe with all the hair grows out, who knows? <laughs> that shit gets heavy. That's yeah. no joke. But anyway, uh, where were we? You were telling the story when you had Abby. You were watching. No, no, I was. Aff- I was affirming what you, you, what you were saying. That yes, I was here with the three dogs in the house for the week that they were gone. I was in um, Casa. You were staying here, right? In Pendergrass. Yes, you were staying here yes. at our home. Pendergrass. So anyway, while we were on vacation, we got a call from you like that Wednesday of that week. Yes. Telling us uh, basically you had to rush Abigail to the vet, right? I did. I did. And what had happened? Uh, she was... <laughs> uh, you know what, Patrick? I don't remember. She just got really sick, right? She was, she was, very, she was very unhappy. She was very sick. She wouldn't eat... Um, she was uncomfortable. You could tell that she was uncomfortable. She she was she would go out. Um, it was sad. It was it was terrifying. Right. So I said I got and I and I know your guy is up the block. Right. So I went to him. Yeah. And, and what did they do that time? I, Patrick, I don't remember. I think they just gave him different medication at that time, right? I. It was not. It was well. I'll tell you this. It was. It was scary at the time, but I don't remember the particulars of of the. Well, was that when they discovered? Was that when they would discover what it was? That's what I. Don't it had remember. to be. It had to be. That's when they discovered what it was. Yeah, it had to be because I. I didn't. I found out from my guy that Louis. Okay. Subsequently, so it had to be that. If right. you didn't, if you didn't know when you went on vacation, then that had to be when it happened. Okay. So then, when you called this, you had found out then from the emergency vet that Abigail had mange, mange, which is a type of mite. Yes. And basically, it was eating her from the inside out. Yes, it's it's nasty. So they gave her immediate medications to address that right away. They took care of it all. Um. So we, were, we were ready to leave our vacation and head right back to the uh, mainland. But we were told, no, no, it's not, don't, you don't have to do that. So we didn't. And we came back home about three days, about two to three days later. We eventually scheduled an appointment for her to go see a canine dermatologist. Okay. And he basically, you know, confirmed, yes, it was mange. Goes with mange, goes, it can, the, the mic can burrow very deeply in the skin. Right. And therefore, a be, veterinarian may not always catch it. Uh, and that's what happened in this time. case. Exactly. So they cleared up the mange. Uh, they gave her that medication to help her skin heal. Because while we did that, we also had her tested for allergies. You wouldn't believe what she is all allergic to. Tell me. Um, that's what I'm about to. Here we go. The list. She is allergic to short ragweed, plantain, uh, Russian thistle, these are all type of weeds. She's also allergic to maple trees, to pine trees. She's allergic to rye grass. She's allergic to five different types of mold. And she had, uh, oh, and also, um, giant ragweed, uh, goldenrod, another type of weed. Uh, Timothy grass, 
Uh, and fleas and houseflies. She had all of these allergies. I, I, that's, that's terrible for her. Of course, that sounds like my left nostril. I mean, that's page one of my I'm allergic to right? be away from list. So yeah, but th- so it's no so even without even without the mange, she was she had all yeah. these things to deal you with. Know, you know, my, I think I believe most of us suffer from some sort of allergy. I, th- I think certainly to some degree we're all allergic. I'm allergic to yeah, mold. I'm allergic to things, certain things. Yeah. Something that's going to make you sneeze is going to it's going to cause a reaction upper respiratorily, upper respiratorily. I don't know if it actually is a word, but I want somebody on. You know, that. You're turning into an adverb some way. Upper respiratorily. <laughs> you can just say upper respiratory. Lee, because it's Lee, it's it, it should be more general. Anyway, go on. I've uh, so so uh, yes, I believe that that we're all allergic to a lot uh, to things, and so they have these genius medications. That well, is that the vet eventually then they developed the serum. Which basically addresses all of the allergies, which we applaud, which we give to her about once a month. I would say. So you had a, a personal, a personal, uh, uh, specific to Abigail solution created to treat her allergies. Exactly. So with that I take fexofenadryl. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> you get that by injection? <laughs> I wish. Okay. No, Jimmy I. I, her I by, never by made fexofenadryl. Well, okay, hers is by injection. Yeah. So okay. okay. So she got she we got her that she was on medication to help her skin heal, and of course her face because of all this her you know, the skin in her face yeah, her hair was yeah yeah all a mess, and we they couldn't they said you can't have her scratching her face so we had to put a cone on her for uh, like okay it must be like eight nine months it was a long time it was a long long time and she was so good about the she, yeah. about the cone it was amazing how good she was. Uh, the best thing was that came out of this was our local clinic, which knew that they didn't catch this, the, the, the other mange. They've been treating Abigail as good as gold ever since then. So I really can't complain too much. They were so apologetic about not catching it and everything. Um, you know, not, not, not that they should have caught it the first time and everything. So you know, that, that's a good thing came out of that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely good and good for you. Because, yep. you know, when you put your dog over to somebody who's going to treat them and touch them and and invade them and make them uncomfortable you want to trust that person's motives exactly and exactly. if you can do that that says a lot yep. doctor i when i bought when i bought louie to dr louie um it was he said he was like yeah just upon like looking at but by then abigail was abigail was so far gone and and louie was so young and it they Louis was relentless. He was a puppy, and he was this dog, and he kept trying to play with her, yeah. pounce on her. And he 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 would he could not keep a distance from her. Yeah. So anyway, it translated, transposed, translated, transformed. It went from one dog to the other. Yeah, your dog and got Louis got sick. I think Louis, Arthur may have gotten it as well. I think he might have. Oh yeah, I don't I think, but you both got treated every, right everybody away. Everybody was treated, and everybody is fine and happy. Yeah, all the dogs are happy and healthy. Abigail is Actually, in fantastic shape. I, I had to be reminded. Of course, I clearly was not reminded of enough information because I completely don't know anything about that week. I know I was here. Yep. My image of my. I, I'm going to say for the for for the podcast because I've been saying it over and over again since that my image of her that week was as Fosca in Passion. 
Okay. Dressed in the black with all covered with like the mantilla and, and, and uh, trying to keep in the shadows and staying in one place until the shadows shifted and she could move or she was hungry or she wanted to go into her cage or whatever it was. But she did, she was just this ghosty little dog. Um, the whole time. Wow. The whole time. And then she got, she, she must have got, I, I'd be perfectly honest with you. I, I, if I tried to remember one of those chips to the vet, I'm trying to remember. I, you know, I could tell you where the vet is. I could tell you I've been there. I could tell you, <laughs> you know, she was very, very sick. I don't, yeah. I, she was very, very sick. Well, like I said, thank God we left her with you and not with like some kennel or something like that. Uh, oh, I, I, no, I, I cannot. You know? No, no, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. So, Believe me, we appreciate what you did. No, it wasn't about. Oh, I was like, she's a great job. In fact, we just took her to the vet this past week because we thought she's she, fat. Well, we found that out. We <laughs> um, had her weight. I suspected she was, but we also thought she had some kind of bruise, like under her left leg. You know, right when it hits the torso and stuff. Her armpit. And then we're yeah, almost like by the armpit. And then we're looking at the skin, and we see that this round black dot. You know, good size, you know, couple of centimeters there. All right, that's scary. So we made the appointment for the vet right away, got it there the next day. Make a brand new special potion. Yeah, yeah not necessary. <laughs> they said, you know, whatever she was bothering her seems to be fine now. Okay. And that the spot is this hyperpigmentation, nothing to worry about. But they also said she was about three pounds overweight. At least. And then a small dog like a Cairn Terrier, that is not at all a good thing. You know, I've got to tell so you. So now that. she's on a strict diet. She gets lots of fruits and vegetables for, for treats now. She still gets her twice a day meal. Her coat is gray and shiny you know, and lovely. Her, we keep her diet very controlled very nice now. Length. Yep. Well, we always we always give her fish oil in one of her meals. She, yeah. We give her yeah. A no, she's, of that, she's, and that she's always beautiful. helps with her with her coat of hair too. Yeah. And she's a completely different animal than she was. Back right. Then. Completely different. And exactly. it's it's nice to see. It's like you know you did something. This 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 dog's life changed entirely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We're looking at her right now because... It's night and day between what she looked like. Bitch is to be yet. looked at, oh, believe yes. me. attention must be paid. <laughs> yeah. So but I guess all right. the story is, if you think there's something wrong with your dog, <clears throat> bring it to a vet right away. If the vet tells you that there's nothing wrong and you still think there's something wrong, then go to a different vet. You know? Take care of your dog. You know your dog better than anybody else does. And don't forget to look it up on the interwebs because that's where you're going to get your final answer. Yep. That. Consider that advice for me. Thank you. My pleasure. I'm trying to think of a name for myself. And we move on now to our next segment, which is today's birthdays. Oh, for fuck's sake. I know this is your favorite, right? It just does go on. The first one, this is the earliest one. This person was born on August 31st, 12 A.D. 12 AD. Is that Julius? Is that Augustus? Is it Napoleon? Well, you're in the is right, it, you're in the right boathouse here. It is, is a it, Roman emperor. A Roman emperor of Nero? His official name was Gaius Caesar Augustus Germanicus. Gaius. But we know him by his nickname. Hold which, on, which was Little Boots. Yes, you're very, very good. That's Little his Boots. nickname. That was what his nickname meant. Was, Caligula. Yeah, very good. Caligula. Very good. Third emperor from 37 AD to 41 AD. He was born August 31st, 11? 12 AD. 12? Yep. 12 AD. Uh, and then, you know, he, like I said, he only ruled for about four years, and then he was killed by his own guards well, and replaced by Claudius. A lot of them were killed by their own guards. Right. And um, 
Uh, you ever see the movie uh, Caligula? I have seen Caligula. I have not seen it in decades. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think the last time I saw it was a college during sex week, something like that. Yeah, exactly right. So yeah, the movie we're referring to is a movie that was produced by Bob Guccione of <laughs> Penthouse Magazine, and it starred Malcolm McDowell as Caligula. I think it was like seventy nine or eighty came out. I don't. I, I I would have seen it by either videotape or so. I I would not have seen it. And in the somehow he corralled John Gilgood. And Peter could, O'Toole. Who did they play? Um, John Gilgood played a senator who I think offs himself. And Peter O'Toole, I think, played uh, Tiberius, the senator, the emperor before Caligula. Okay, so they both got out of that quickly. Yeah, yeah, they had very small parts. <laughs> I guess they weren't around for any of the, oh, any of the nude scenes none in this of, movie at all. Nude scenes? None of the fisting? Well, yes, the most famous scene, of course, is the wedding scene no, in which yeah. Caligula decides to violate both the bride and, and the groom. At the party. Yeah, it's the... quite a movie, to say the least. Yeah. But if you want to see something a little bit more high quality, there's an old BBC uh, I guess limited series uh, called I Claudius. That was limited. That seems well. It went on for a couple of years, but there was, it was only an episode, so so it's not a continuing series. You know, it was always limited. Hold it. Are you talking like, like it ran on Masterpiece Theater? I know. I remember seeing it. And I remember seeing it. It's, it's, it's like part of my ether. It's right. just it's Masterpiece Theater. I can I, I can see it. But I think they had separate seasons. Of course they did, but, right. but you say it was limited. That's what I'm saying. But limited. are you talking like like American Horror Story, where it's like one story for a season, right. and that's yeah. a season, that's yeah. what they well, did? Well, yeah, in a, in a manner of speaking. Okay. You know, this centered, of course, on the Emperor Claudius from the right. upbringing all the way to the end of his life. And in that, he was play, uh, Caligula was played by John Hurt. Okay. And, yeah, very young John Hurt. He was excellent in a good you know, he's an, he was an insane emperor. Everyone knew it. And he was in he was in the movie The Elephant Man. Yes, he was. He was in the movie The Elephant Man. Played the, the Elephant he, Man himself. He played John Merrick, yep. which was The Elephant Man is currently being produced at the Merrick Theater in Merrick, Long Island. <laughs> Thank you for that little tidbit. John Merrick. Yes. Merrick Moving Theater. on to the next birthday. I think it's a... It's a go ahead. Next birthday. This uh, is one of the, probably what I consider one of the greatest actors of Hollywood, born August 31st. 1897, was nominated five times for Best Actor Oscar. He won his first one in 1931 for Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He won his second Oscar uh, in 1946 for The Best Years of Our Lives. Lon Chaney. No. He also won uh, Best Actor in a Play Tony Awards twice. One of them was for the 1956 Broadway debut of Eugene O'Neill's Long Day's Journey Into Night. Edward Asner. Nope. He is best known, probably, for playing Matthew Harrison Brady opposite Spencer Tracy in 1960's Inherit the Wind and Norman Maine in the original 1937 A Star is Born opposite Janet Gaynor, for which he received his third Best Actor Oscar nomination. Okay, so, so... Um, come take it down a notch. First of all, take it down a notch. Second, um, inherit the wind. 
uh, Inherit the Wind I means something to me. I have stories about Inherit the Wind. I read it in, in middle school. It was I was asked to read aloud. It was probably the beginning of like what performance meant. The teacher who taught us was, was amazing. I loved these people. She thought that I would relate very much. With We're this. on stream of consciousness here, folks. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about Inherit the Wind. Yes, and I'll I tell know. you why I'm talking about it. So I, I was exposed to it in middle school and it became important to me. And then the movie, I love the movie. I love the play. It is one of my favorite plays. There, I would love to play the reporter in any production of that play. Of course, now I'm too old. That reporter used to be a snake. Um, so, and I love that movie. I love that movie. I don't know who played that part. It's the lead part. It's the other yes, lead part of Spencer Tracy. His name is Frederick March. Oh, you bitch. Frederick. Only people do not remember the name Frederick March. He, he was really he, a great actor. You know? uh, he wasn't he in in wasn't he with Judy Garland in No, he no, was no. with Jack Gainer. I, I never saw that. The one. original. I never saw that. Oh, okay. Do you know, I'll tell you the truth, a confession right here. Bad gay. I have never seen any of the uh, any, Stars Born any of those Stars Born movies. I haven't seen a single one of them. I, I've seen the first one. Uh, you know, well, this one, you know, think about this one, the thirty-seven one, and the Judy Garland one. Okay, you never saw Barbara. I got. I tried to watch it. It's. I really didn't care for it that much. Okay, and 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 the, the Lady Gaga. I, heard, one I have not seen. But I, I, heard, I heard the Gaga version is Hershey's really great. really good. But going back to Frederick March, I actually just watched him. She's in, really freaking talented. Who? Gaga. Yes, she is. Whoever the fuck she is. Like, Stephanie? Is her name Stephanie? Um, when she was in college, she was she was bullied by mean girls who told her she wasn't going to go anywhere. Unless that's, like, part of the gay legend building up of Lady Gaga. But I understand what I... Is that her history comes from that sort of uh, rough place. It wasn't handed to her. Okay. I don't know enough about her to say that. And, and she's a hell of a fucking singer. The yes, bitch, she, she can really... Singer. I mean, Tony Bennett spent the end of his life recording where he's going to spend it with Lady Gaga. Come on. Go ahead. Getting back to Frederick Marsh. Frederick Marsh, that poor motherfucker dead. I actually watched him recently in the 1951 movie production of Death of a Salesman. Um, he played Willie Loman. He played Willie Loman. Well, personally, he he personally he's my, he, of the film Willie Loman, he's my favorite. Who were the film Willie Loman? Oh, you got to figure it's him. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Um, he's Brian, always good. Did, I think, didn't they film Brian Dennehy doing it? I, I see him in the part. Okay. Um... I'm trying to think who you else. You know who should have played that part? Robin Williams should have played that part. Yeah. Willie Loman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why? Because he could play the pathos. He'd yes. He'd wear a beard. Yes. And, but he would have, He would be able to bring that charm to it that makes... Yeah, that I think he'd bring too much of that. I, I think this, he'd, he'd have to bring in that common trauma. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think... You know? I, well, clearly the trauma was at the level. It was, was at the level. I yeah. mean, you know what I mean? It was... The trauma was right there to access. Yep. Um, but I think somebody with that with that sort of comic sensibility could make Willie Loman charming instead of just pathetic. Yeah. Agreed. Wow, okay. Right? But if you ever get a chance, watch the film version with uh, Frederick Bond. He's really, really good. Frederick Bond? Yeah. Frederick And I didn't know his wife, I forgot his wife's name, she played Willie's wife in the film. Hmm. Okay. I thought that was pretty cool. That's interesting. And his last film was the 1973 production of The Iceman Cometh, starring oh. Lee Marvin. 
He played the bartender, Harry Hope. I don't know the play. Oh, you know, oh I love the Iceman comic. Oh, you would. Of course I would. It's a yeah. three, four-hour play. Of yeah. course I love yeah, it. Yeah, of course. And this one at least <laughs> makes sense. I mean, my understanding is, it, is it, it's a plot that you can follow. Oh, as, yeah. As opposed to some of your endless theater obsessions. Uh, not obsessions. <laughs> You're referring in, to Harold Pinter. Interest. I'm Samuel referring Beckett. to Harold Pinter. <laughs> Samuel Beckett, I, Samuel Beckett, I can get my head, my head around. Oh, you think so? Uh, I, I'll show you some Beckett. Well, we'll see if you. Well, you showed me a it. you you showed me a great Tennessee Williams play. You lent me a script. It's the Tennessee Williams, the night. Not Owls, about nightingales. The, not about nightingales. You lent me that script. I read it. I read it again. I ordered it, and then I returned it, and then I got it. And I I I read that script like five times in a row. And that's a great script. I love that. I love that. I'd, I'd love to direct it. It's. That one, I'd right? love to see anybody produce a produ- uh, right? that script anywhere. Yeah, it's really good. It's a good. <laughs> For those who don't know, it's a. Previously unknown Tennessee Williams script was never published, and I forget how the whole story of how it was discovered. I would, um, but it was it was published later on, and it's a, it's basically it's a prison drama, and it's nothing like the Tennessee Williams plays that we've all come to know and love, like Glass Menagerie and Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. It's nothing. It's just very early young Tennessee Williams, but it's an outstanding play. It's an outstanding of, play. in and of itself. Well, last little tidbit about Frederick March. He is only one of two actors. Frederick March didn't live as long as you're giving him on nope, this podcast. No, he, he, he died in 1975. 1975, yep. God. And he was only one of two actors like 40 years to have now. won both the Academy Award twice and the Tony Award twice. Were they for the same roles? Tell me they were for the for same different roles. roles. Different uh, roles. The, and the other actor was actress Helen Hayes. Helen Hayes. Yep. I would have said Catherine Hepburn. Here's another quick birthday notes. Oh. This one was born on August 31st, 1949, a film actor. You may remember him uh, playing the role of Billy Flynn in the film version of Chicago. The most recent, well, the only film version of Chicago, yep. that's Billy Flynn. That's that handsome man who wore a white pilot, who wore a white Navy costume, who wore it in a movie with Deborah Winger. You may, that's an officer and a gentleman. Is that him? Richard Gere. Yeah, Richard Gere is correct. Did he you, is 72 years old today. There's no way Richard Gere is I, I, I can never picture mentally old. in my head that he is 72 years old. Our next birthday wait, celebration. Wait, 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 wait. I want to go back to the white, to the, to the white. Oh, about, well, back to Richard Gere? I do. That white suit, the white naval suit. An officer and gentleman. Is it not a similar image to Robert Redford in the 70s with Streisand? That was the way we were, yes. But is it not the same sort of. I guess you could say, you know, it's, you can see that similar imagery, yes, you know. Similar, huh? but if, well, but of course, I think the imagery from an officer or the gentleman is him sweeping Deborah Winger off her feet. You don't see that in the way we were. You don't see Robert Redford sweeping off Barbara Streisand off her feet. It was, no, I'm, talk, <laughs> I'm talking about that single image that that blonde man in a in a white naval officer's uniform and the woman. Right. That image. Yes. What about it? I think is is that I can think of more than one of them. I think is sort of is a cliche. No, that's. I wouldn't say it's cliche. Maybe one's a tribute to the other. Maybe it's just coincidental. Maybe it is. I don't know. You know? We should have somebody working on the interwebs. I mean, at there. that rate, you can look at Kevin, what was Kevin, the, the film No Way Out with Kevin Costner. Was he in a white? Yes, he was. He, was playing, a, he was playing a Russian spy, but he was wearing a white naval uniform. There was, is, the, is there an image of him with a woman? 
Uh, probably. I don't know. Well, it was, if it was definitely Neville, was a boy? Hmm. No. What? With a boy? I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in fucking years. Uh, I didn't even know such a movie existed. I'm I'm, oh I'm sitting God. here searching for that image over and over and over again. Okay. To think of it, whether or not it's become cliche. If it's so I overused. I don't think so, no. I don't think so, no. Our next birthday celebrant is unfortunately deceased, but I figure I'd mention his name anyway. Born on August 31st, 1924. Started as a stand-up comedian. A uh, very dirty stand-up comedian. Don uh, well, No, no, but you're in the right wheelhouse. Okay. Um, probably you would best know him for singing the song Shapoopy in the film version of The Music Man. Oh, you overestimate my movie musical knowledge. <laughs> Remember that starred Robert Preston? Robert Preston, of course. And Shirley else? Jones? Shirley Jones, The Soprano. And who played? I have no idea. You don't remember, huh? No, the, the Shapoopy? No, I have no idea. He also starred in the. He was also paired with Mickey Rooney, so to speak, in the movie. It's mad, 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 mad. Oh World. come on! There was there was seven hit over the over the title stars in that movie, weren't there? Yeah, there was lots of stars, but the, the scenes yeah. were mostly with Mickey. Fucking Rooney. Merman was in that movie. Yes, yeah, she was. She? But she was in different scenes. Most of this act, most of this performance scenes were with Mickey Rooney in that movie. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm talking about Buddy Hackett. I love Buddy Hackett. He did a he did a series of jokes about a ski about going skiing with his wife. <laughs> that were very very. Funny. I remember back in the days, back in the seventies, when HBO first came on. Yes, he was all one over of the first place. comedy specials was Buddy, Buddy Hackett. And my parents are like, oh, well, I guess we'll let you watch this. He was dirty. <laughs> he was dirty as hell. He, he, funny, he, funny, funny. He was very, very funny. Oh, my very, God. Yeah. He had this great persona that he was sort of, he could play bewildered really well. Yep. <laughs> he was great. He was, he was. great. He was when, great. Did he die? When did he die? He Is died. He yeah, he died June 30th of 2002. Have you mentioned anybody that has that is still alive in this list so far? Oh. Actually, no, I haven't. They've we're, all we're been coming dead. Up, well, no, Richard Gere's still alive. Richard Gere's still alive, thank goodness. Yes, he is. Thank God for that, right? Um, but moving on to our next birthday, also dead. Also dead. Born August 31st. So what you're telling me is August 31st is a really bad time to have a birthday. <laughs> I guess so. Damn. Born August 31st, 1905. He's not only an actor, but he's better known as being an acting teacher for developing a certain technique. Lee Strasberg. No, you're in the wrong school. I'm in the wrong school. Uh, uh, what's his name? The Method Guy. Nope, that's the wrong school. What, that, no, you're that's Lee Strasberg. Uh, yeah, Stanislavski. No, that's no, all. Okay. That's Method. That's this is not school. the Method acting. He was born this in 1905. He actually came out of Method acting. Oh, I already have lost patience. The, na- the name of the technique the lines, is the, the name of the technique is the Meisner technique. Meisner started by uh, Sanford Meisner. Sanford. And unlike method acting, which oh. relies on uh, you know emotional, emotional recall, sense yes, memory, exactly. this technique's emphasizing getting the actor out of his head, reacting to the environment around him immediately. Um, you know, including the other actors. There's that, more of an emphasis on uh, paying attention to the other actor than on your own internal thoughts. I fully support that. Me too. I I actually prefer. I don't. I don't, I don't have problems in the method. You know, with method but, acting, but I prefer. It's more to me. Miser is more practical. It's more natural. It appears it, yeah, more, and more natural. natural. I, it doesn't seem to me that that sort of basic idea of playing uh, to a certain reality 
you go back and you can't play to reality when women can't be on stage. And hold on, now I'm free, free associating. But he does like he's done like exercises where he'll give the actors this will be like two actors, and they each have only one line they can say, and that's the only line they can communicate to each other. It's an improv. Okay. But they only have this one sentence they can say to each other, but they have to be able to communicate to each other and do what and to react to each other, you know, accordingly. So I'd say if I had a line, I I own a cat, and your your line is my hair is brown. Let's say the scenario is I have to come in and buy something at the store. I have to have a conversation with you only using that line. Okay. Right. Okay. I love this. Yeah. It's being, as I said, it's being about more reactive. Yeah, than yeah, the other yeah, yeah. Well, and you so got what's yeah. in your head. I. Uh, it's one of the things that I try to get the kids, and it's not just the kids, unfortunately. Is uh, you're not alone on stage. You have to try and you have to try and picture the stage and what your part in it is. And what do you do? What does the stage look like? And and, uh, and you have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to be aware of the people around you. You have to be aware of the scene that's being played. What is the point of the scene that's being played? How do you react? How what is the general to the and yes, I need you to do that. Right. That to, to me makes a believable not and we're not talking believable if we're talking about you know, girl crazy. Or, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. Like, but it matters. See, I, I analogize it to music. I, I, you know, I tell actors when I'm directing that, think of the script as the score of a symphony or a musical, whatever. Think of it as a score, and you're an instrument on that score. Exactly right. And you have to know how to come into that score, when you sit out the score, how to blend in with the other instruments, how so, to react to the other instruments. So, now, this is a problem I face, and I, I think that there's a lot of people who will also say to you that they face this in in such an instance should the instrumentalist not know not only the entire score or not only his part but the entire score by heart as soon as humanly possible yeah See, I don't know if they need to necessarily... They don't have to memorize the entire script. I, I don't I, think that's necessary. I think it is. But they need to know the entire I, script. I would be... I don't like actors to say, well, I just read my scenes. Well, that's why I do a read That to me is that you're not an actor then. You're just filling in the spot then. Mm. You're not being an actor. You need to know what's going on in the whole, in the whole play. play. You, you, know? you hope. On the other hand, if you come in, you hit the mark, you say the line, and you leave, and you don't know what the hell's going on, and you still give me what I need, I don't give a fuck what you know. I, that's why you're judging crazy. I'll see actors who come in with their scripts to rehearsals on their phones. Uh, if you and know what, all they're seeing is their line at a time. It's like that's not looking at your script. It's you know? no, it's something that, that we're gonna have to get used to. I, I know. It's, but just, it's it's what it's what's weird is um how how much more offensive it is that your attention, their attention to you is being divided between me and their phone as opposed to me and the script in their hands. Yeah. Right, I just think still it's bad. It's bad form. I have no control. I, I, I at least if you have the script in your hand, I know you're still associating exactly. with what exactly. you're doing. Right, you know. Now. But don't sit there and tell me you're looking uh, at your script on, on the phone. On, like, on, on the phone is, is that's not looking at your script. That's looking at your line. Well, and it's you know you at the same time you could be looking at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, I know. Whatever else he's doing you know, these days, it could be thirty second attention spans. Broadcasting it live. I know. Moving on. If you say another birthday. Yes, it is another birthday. You're going to like this one, though. He was born on August 31st, 1918. Oh, my God. Patrick, is there anybody that has that was born on this list, aside from Richard Gere, who was born 
after the telephone became invented. Yes. Well, we haven't gotten to them yet. Oh, my God. But we're working on it. But this person was is known as a lyricist and librettist. Collaborated on with uh, someone else on such musicals as Brigadoon, Paint Your Wagon, My Fair Lady, Camelot, and Gigi. Well, that's Lorenz Hart and what's his name? Uh, no, you're wrong already. No, hold on. Give me a second. Shut up. He won the Tony Award for Best Musical, Best Book of a Musical for Learner My Fair Lady. Lerner and Lowe is the team. Yep, and who's which one am I talking about? You're talking about Lowe. Nope. Who was the lyricist? No, nope, Lowe was the he was the composer. Of course, which is, what, which is why Lerner was the lyricist, yes. like I said. Nice cover. <laughs> that's what I that's what I said. But he uh, he and Lerner won. Lowe. What? There was some great there, there's some great first of all, I think uh My Fair Lady is beautiful, it's an achievement, it's 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 uh a triumph. Right. Yeah. Definitely. It's a classic. Aside from Gigi being completely creepy. <laughs> from the beginning. Little girl. The whole, well, the whole and you you how else are you gonna open a story about a society that is training this little girl to be a hooker for this man? Like that's what you're training her to do. Courtesan, courtesan. It's, 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 well, that, but that's what it is. That's what the courtesan is. She used to be there right. for his sexual gratification. Yeah. And and all of us as a community, her, his grandmother, her, the, the the man's. I mean, you all know the story. It's creepy yeah. and whatever. But I don't think we'll see a revival on Broadway. No, no. I have. I you know. I. Uh, on the other hand, why not? But we. That's something else we need to discuss at length. That'll cover a couple of episodes. But anyway. Uh, this I guess I remember it well. Yeah, I love that song. I love the gear of that number. song. I love the way that song right? played it's a beautiful out. Beautiful number. It's it's fantastic. Um, yeah, they write they write they wrote some beautiful stuff. Yes, just, they did. Even if they did it for uh, community of sex offenders. <laughs> a community of sex offenders, Patrick. Yes, I know. We, we can... I don't know. This last person so. is alive and well. Oh, we hope. Um, let's see if they know who they were. They made their Broadway debut in Paul Simon's The Cape Man in 1998. The Cape Man? Yeah. Their breakthrough role was The Lady of the Lake in Monty Python's Spamalot Oh, that's Sarah, Sarah Hernandez. Sarah Fernandez. Yeah, Sarah Rodriguez. Sarah, Sarah Ramirez. Ramirez. Mike, I love her. And she won the Tony Award for Best the, Performance by a Featured Actress in a Musical for Spamalot. as the only female role in the show. Yep. In 2006, she then began 11 seasons on Grey's Anatomy. I heard about She that. played bisexual character Dr. Callie Torres. Um, How many seasons did she do? 11. So she made some money. Yeah. Good and the character holds a record for being the longest-running LGBT character in TV history. Really? Yep. In 2016... There you go, Sarah Ramirez. Yep. And they came out in 2016 as bisexual, and then in August of 2020, they identified as non-binary. Okay. So, that's a story on Sarah. That I really think, frank. Patrick, um, you may want to flag this, because this may be something that you're going to want. This The pronoun, the, 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 the current pronoun yes. situation. In and, general, and they society, go by society, they, yes, there, yes, yes. Um, what's your thoughts? If that's what they prefer... I don't have any objection to. Let's be honest. I know, but so, okay. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I agree with you. I I think everybody should be called what they want to be called. I also think that everybody who wants to be called what they want to be called should give those of us who are adjusting to a very substantial linguistic shift 
the opportunity. Yes, there has to be more patience with our generation and others I, I, about adapting. I, 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 I agree. World, you know? No, I told I, and and that's that to me. I don't. And so far, I've never, and so far, I've never had a situation or seen a situation where somebody got offended because they. Oh, were, I have. I've heard. Oh, I've I heard stories. Yes, of other people who have. See, but this is why I call everybody bitches, or Elizabeth, <laughs> because fuck you. Everybody can be bitches and everybody can be Elizabeth. Elizabeth, and I, I steal this shamelessly from the producers, Elizabeth can be anybody's middle name. See, the ones I feel bad for in this whole situation with the pronouns are basically teenagers and youngsters who are in school and asking their teachers, I wish to be referred to as she or her, and these teachers have a hard time with that. And it's like it's it's a it's a very large adjustment for people to, uh, to for it's 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 social it's social it's cultural it's in the language it's the way we speak to each other it's the way we identify each other and if you think it should change I want to hear what you have to say in the meantime I'll call you whatever you want me to call exactly. you but you can't go getting your backup because I didn't learn it in the first five seconds. You of know, somebody had to sit you on the on the shitter a couple of times before you learn how to poop outside your pants. So you could take a breath and be patient with the. I fully support you. I am on your side, but I'll I'll slap you down if you don't be patient with me. Let me learn it. Let me learn it. Right? We're all still learning. I gotta know? learn it. What I learned was, instead of pronouns, use the word person. That can't hurt. I, I I don't know if it works. I don't know if it's true. I I think it's worth investigating. Because I don't want to offend nobody, but on the other hand, don't back me up. Err on the side of caution, you know. At the very least, the very I want least. to be. I want to be a. I want to seem as a ally because I am a ally. And should I have said an ally? Yes. Now that I say it, I realize I should have said an ally. I want to be recognized as an ally because I am an ally. Even if it's going to take me a minute to learn the fucking lingo. Of course. Thank you for that acceptance. And now on to our next segment, This Week in History. 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 Yes, because the the birthdays didn't bring us back to the Dark Ages enough. Right. Where did we start? Caligula? And where did we end? We ended with Sarah Ramirez. Sa- Sarah Ramirez. Happy birthday, Sarah girl. <laughs> Quite a span. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what today is? August 31st. Yes, but do you know what National Day it is, Tom? It is... Oh, you, you're a fucking pain in the ass with this shit. National Cardboard Box Tape Day. <laughs> National Donut But Only Buttered On One Side Day. <laughs> National uh, Yahoo and a Hamburger Day. I don't know, Patrick. What day is it? Today is National Trail Mix Day. Ah, perfect. This is a truly American uh, uh, food uh, trail mix. It came about some time in the 1910s when outdoorsman Horace Kephart recommended it in his popular camping guide. And it was uh, basically taken along on hikes to help replenish people and give them more energy during their hikes. In New Zealand, do you know what it's called in New Zealand? Uh, rabbit food. Close. It's called scroggin. Scroggin. It's also called schmoddle. Okay, I think schmoggle is a verb, first of all. And if it's not, it should be. Schmoggle is just a verb-sounding word. Well, maybe, the, maybe they say, let's schmoggle. And they but schmoggle, to, okay, I can yeah. feel, uh, you know. Does that work for you? Schmoggle works for me. In we a, were schmoggling on the side of the mountain. Uh, that sounds like fun. Okay, right? And supposedly hikers in North America call it gorp. 
North America, Canada. <laughs> North America, Canada, United States. Well, no, because... They call it uh, Gorp. Gorp, okay. So that sounds like a name that a sociology professor is going to give you, like, to replace Apple. Like, if this word was the one we got used to, then wouldn't it, would it be, would it still sound as weird? So instead of Apple, I want you to think of it as a Zorb. And Zorp, Gorp. Gorp. Zorp may be something else, and we have no idea yet. Isn't it funny how we got back to Robin Williams? How did we get back to Robin Williams? Gorp. We was, I brought him up about... Ah, uh, yes. Segment. That was Ork. Mork from Ork. No, it was after Mork from Ork, when he became a serious actor. I started doing serious movies. Okay. The Russian guy, Gork. Gark. Oh, yeah. are you referring to the world according to... Garp? I am, Mr. I'm going to roll my okay. eyes and sigh in exasperation. That's no relation to Gorp. Okay. The book, okay. the book and movie were not called The World According to Gorp. That would well, be a very different book. Go ahead. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't finance the movie, so I don't know what the hell you're talking about. On August 31st, 1979, gay rights advocates Harry Hay and Don Kilhefner organized and held the first day of a three-day conference called the Spiritual Conference for Radical Fairies, um, in which it explored the ideas for merging spirituality into gay liberation. See. And at the end of the conference, led to the creation of the Radical Fairies. The organization is now 42 years old. It has expanded from the United States into Australia, Canada, uh, the United Kingdom, Italy, and France. And provide sanctuaries and gatherings for people of all sexualities and genders and identities to explore their queer spirit in a natural or rural setting. Uh, their services? What kind of services? That's what my next question. I don't know. I've never been to a radical fairy gathering. Well, so. well, clearly you know the date that the lad, that the leader last farted. So it sounds to me like maybe you know what the what the canon is based on. No, like, I, I don't. Is it is it a Christian based thing? It sounds. No, it's more. I'd say probably more um, pagan based and springing out of the whole countercultural movement of the nineteen sixties. It sounds. I don't know why, but automatically it sounded to me like a... I've been picking up various pieces of salad off the floor as I try to toss it in this bowl. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Quite all right. But you were saying? What were we talking about? About the radical fairies? Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it's got to be based on, on, on... Doesn't it? On some... It's, it sounds to me automatically like it came out of some sort of Christian home. Well, not necessarily. I mean, actually, Harry Hay was a known communist. Mm. Um, so it really had nothing to do with Christianity. It's not really anything to do with an organized religion, per se. It's more about more about a secular spirituality. More one based in nature, probably. And you don't know how it expressed itself. Oh, one more based in nature. All right. So the original, the gay tree hugger was born on this day. I guess you could say that. All right. Good for us. Yeah, I... On September 5th, 1987... All right. Now we're talking. This monument opened up in the city of Amsterdam, commemorating all gay men and lesbians who have been subjected to persecution because of their homosexuality. It's known as the Homo Monument. It takes the form of three large pink triangles made of granite, and they're set into the ground, and they form a larger triangle. And engraved on the monument is a line of poetry by... A 
Dutch Jewish gay poet named Jacob Israel de Haan. The line is such an endless desire for friendship. Could you say his name again? I could try, but uh, I'm probably I, very I, bad. That's just awesome. I won't embarrass myself any further. Go ahead, please. But basically, this was the first monument in the world to commemorate gays and lesbians who were killed by the Nazis. Can I? Could you? Could you Google web that and let me see a picture of it? You'd like to see a picture of it? I would very much like to see a picture of that. I've never heard of such a thing. I can show you a picture of that. I can't believe you've never heard of it. Yep. Oh dear. Right. So wait. All right, I see it. Go to. The, mm. That's pretty cool, right? I like the way it traverses the street. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's what the Homo Monument looks like. That's in the city of Amsterdam. We now move on to our next segment that I like to call We Like to Watch. Mm. Have you been watching anything new lately, Tommy? I have tried. I did a couple of laps around um, hmm, clickbait. Yes, I was going to bring that up myself. We we are three episodes into the show. Um, yeah, I fell asleep during the first two. It's, it, <laughs> It's interesting enough for me to go back and try it again. It's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. it. All right. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think I already know who the killer is, but I could be totally wrong. Okay. Mm. Well, I'm never. I never even bothered to guess. I. I I'm oh yeah, much... Steve. Stephen and I always sit there trying to figure. Yes. Yeah. Usually we start. Oh, it's this one. Oh no, it's not that. One. Oh, it's this one. Evidently, my niece could do it in the first five minutes of any movie. I have no. I. I don't. It doesn't even occur to me to try and figure it yeah, out. Yeah, this one we suspected from the very beginning. So, right. but we'll we'll find out, won't we? So, yeah, we've been watching that also. I've been watching um, Drag Race Holland. RuPaul's Drag Race Holland. Really? Yeah. How is that? Um, it's about what you'd expect. Okay. It's um, a much lower budget. Um, you know, the prizes. I found out that you... you is it just Britain or the UK or the EU or... Uh, I don't think it's EU. You can't accept... You can't give cash prizes on television. Okay. Well, you can give cash prizes only up to X amount. amount. Okay. Right. Um, so what they're winning are like gowns and collections of shoes and uh, as much 16,000 euros or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. But the competition to me is a lot of fun. I love drag queens. I've always loved drag queens. Um uh, I, th- I, I love the show. I watch it in all of its manifestations except for Thailand. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What channel? What channel or service do you watch? It on? Um, I I watch it on RuPaul's own Wow. Oh. Okay. 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 How do ha- you get that through? I have the app. I, oh. Where, okay. Wherever you do apps. That explains it. Um. And yeah. And it casts casts from my phone to the TV through the Google Chromecast. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah. I, uh. But you know, I gotta say, I gotta say this. I, I What's gotta that? say, hold on, hold on one second. This, this, I gotta say. No, 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 no. Every, every new RuPaul thing that comes out, new like high budget RuPaul, like season thirteen, yeah. or like now it's All Star six. Okay. Okay, so season thirteen, regular RuPaul's Drag Race season thirteen, I think was on Paramount. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, all right. First, it was on VH1. Then it was on Logan. I know. It it's was like on, it's like it, a freaking hunt trying to find where every, it's playing. And it seems like every time it plays, it plays in a different place. And yeah. I gotta shell out another. I ain't doing it no more. Sorry, RuPaul. You go on one of the things I already bought because of your ass. 
It's fine, but I ain't going to know. What's it on? What's it on now? I, I have no idea. I well, I can't. We remember. gave up. We gave up. Unfortunately, trying to find it. Yeah. You know? No. <clears throat> but eventually, eventually, it will be on on World of Wonder. He's got some great. Like he sends the drag queens out. And oh, goes, they're great. They're, I love the show. I have nothing it, against the show. I love it. I wish it was easier to find and access. Wow is a whole lot of spinoffs of. Like okay. if there's a queen, you like the, the queens go out. They each have talk shows, or they 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 do a world tour, or you know, two of them are having some sort of gross talk about sex, whatever it is. Okay, so it's very cute. It's a very niche based gay man's thing. Yeah, and I I love RuPaul and I love the Drag Race, and I've been watching Holland, and it's um very it, as different as it is, very much the same. Okay. Okay. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Spain. Spain had by far... Like, the costumes were fantastic. The pit crew. The pit crew in Spain... I, I don't even know what words to use. <laughs> I, I don't even know what words to use. Beautiful. I'm going to say it was beautiful and... Oh, my God. But go ahead. Continue. Uh, um, anything else you've been watching? Um, I watch a lot of the news. Okay. So, yeah, nothing new there. Nothing, we nothing's about. new there. That's what we want to talk about anyway. You asked me what's new in yeah. Afghanistan. Well, I can tell you what we have, besides clickbait, we also started watching on HBO Max the show, uh, the show Hacks. Have you seen that yet? I have not. You should watch it. You'd love it. Jean Smart is in it. She plays mm. this aging comedian who is now ensconced in Las Vegas. And she takes on this young uh, woman writer to help her basically punch up her act a bit and very very funny gene smart i think and I, the other actress i cannot think of her name forgive me but they're, i think they're both nominated for emmy awards for this really yeah uh it's fantastic definitely watch gene smart, I love gene smart. she's great she is, yeah there's something right. I, I i can't remember i can't remember seeing her in anything bad you mm-hmm. know she's always good mm-hmm. i remember when she did a show that was a ripoff of absolutely fabulous that she did called high society it was with what's her name? Oh, I can't think of her name either. Are you gonna say Christine Baranski? No, not Christine Baranski. Was got, that, that, that was. I have to look up see if I can find the oh show. Oh my god! I was talking about this last night. But it was it, the show only lasted like a season, and then you never saw it again. And Gene Smart was the both of them were great. I gotta find the other act. Here we go. Uh, High Society, Mary McDonald. Yeah, it ran from October 1995 to February 1996. Mm. That was it. And, it. I mean, yes, we know it was a ripoff of Absolutely Fabulous, but they were funny. They, they made it their own show, to, you know, so to speak. All right. And I was really disappointed when they canceled it. Sybil Shepard had a show. Uh, well, that was a Sybil Shepard show that she had with Christine Baranski. And th- that was also yeah, a very long, Americanized... Yeah, it, it started getting more along those lines, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, High and, Society. Oh, what a great... I was so upset when they canceled wasn't it. Wasn't Roseanne somewhere, like, rumored to be involved in a ab fab Supposedly, she she was supposed to bring something back, but I guess it never came to fruition. Right, not but I think, But I think they... I'm not sure if one or both of the actresses, uh, Dawn French and um, Joanna Lumley, appeared on Roseanne. I don't know if they did or not. They mm. may have. I don't, I don't really remember. It's been so long. Um, but yeah, but getting back, there are a couple of things coming up that we you might be interested in seeing. Probably not. Actually, well, what's already started already has been uh, the newest season of American Horror Story, double mm. feature. 
Do you, do you watch American Horror Story? I do when I'm not chewing. Okay. We haven't started the new season yet, but that's that's next on the list, I think. And when did that begin? When did it start? I think, I think it started last week already. What night was it on? Uh, that I don't know. It's on FX, though. All right. So, I heard Macaulay Culkin's in this one, playing a male uh, prostitute. I get that through Hulu. Uh, 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 Macaulay Culkin playing a male prostitute. No, wait. That cast is amazing. There's some really fabulous Yeah, I haven't even seen cast. who's in the cast yet. I haven't seen any. Oh, pull that up. Okay, you want me to pull up the cast? I do. Okay, I will pull up the cast. <laughs> it's worked it. Uh, hold on, folks. I wish I could type faster. Hold on, here we go. Who is in this cast? Why oh, Sarah Paulson, of course. Sarah Paulson, thank Evan God. Evan Peters. Evan Peters, thank Lily God. Raid. Lily Raid. I love thank her. God. Finn Whitrock. Oh. Right? Francis Conroy, thank, thank heavens, love her. Billy Lord. Billy Lord. Leslie Grossman. Okay. Adina Porter. Angelica Ross. Macaulay Culkin. And Ryan Kira Armstrong. That's what I'm saying. And also, Dennis O'Hare is appearing in a, in a recurring role. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's quite a cast. That's quite a cast. I'm saying. I hope it what's, what's with it? I hope it's But I was not happy with last season of American Horror Story. 1984. Because um, it was like it was like getting full blown of this trend of his shows of characters getting killed, but they're coming back to life. Yeah. And this one was like it was full blown of it. It's like why even bother? Yet everyone is coming back to life again. It was just ridiculous. Between that and that other show he did at Hollywood. Oh, I loved Hollywood. Oh, I didn't I was really disappointed with that. Oh my god, it was so ridiculous. It, it was and that's he could have told the actual stories of what was going on back then, especially for gay actors and people involved in the industry, and still would have had an entertaining show. Instead, I don't he, know. instead he made this whole ridiculous fantasy that never would have happened. No, it's time. ridiculous to think that fantasy couldn't even close. <clears throat> the world was nowhere near that. It still isn't. I know. That's for you sure. know, I don't think that's an accident. I think that's meant to put you like. Like see, oh, I like see what it could have been. Yes, I mean, yeah, we know that. Not even what it could have been, but like, okay, so this is where we are. This is big boom. This is this is current world. This is where we are, and we're moving on. We're gonna hit the ground one. Bam! You either you get, you get on board, or you don't. I know, but it's it was just, hard. I just I didn't appreciate this whole wishful thinking. It was so silly, ridiculous fantasy. Yeah, I loved it. Really didn't. I didn't care for it. But like I said, I'm holding out hope for American Horror Story double feature. Don't. Anyway, on September 3rd, Amazon Prime is bringing Cinderella with Billy Porter as the fairy godmother. I love that. <laughs> Who else? Who else? You wanted the whole cast? No. Who else would play the fairy godmother? Oh, no. No if one else. Not Billy Porter. Right? Yeah. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And on September 7th, FX is bringing back its American Crime Story... This one's called oh. Impeachment, about oh. um, good old Bill Clinton and Miss Lewinsky and everyone. Good. Uh, so we have all that to look forward to. Go back and expose that so that it's fresh in your mind right. when the trials start happening. Well, guess what? There's a whole generation that has no idea of even the whole story. Let, you know? So le- learn that story, and then when these trials start happening, you tell me which story. <laughs> which story is worse? Tell me. Tell me. Which story is worse? I know. 
But it doesn't not, seem, unfortunately, in this country, it doesn't seem to matter anymore. Anyway, that's a whole other issue we'll get into. But how is that not so blatantly obvious to people that they're like, wait? Let's move on. Let's Go move on. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're now moving on to our next segment called "When Famous People Say Stupid Things." We need a sound effect here. Uh, yeah, we'll work on it. Yeah. This is a very low-budget affair, folks. Well, Sorry right, about right, that. Right. We're working on it, you know? Anyway, this one was an easy one. It's, I, it was a politician. I usually don't, wouldn't quote a politician on this. But this was really incredibly stupid. And this was oh. the governor of Mississippi named oh, Tate God. Reeves. He's at a fundraiser on August 26th. And... Um, he says to uh, about several dozen Republicans there, he says to them, I'm often asked by some of my friends on the other side of the aisle about COVID. And why does it seem like folks in Mississippi and maybe in the Mid-South are a little less scared, shall we say? When you believe in eternal life, when you believe that living on this earth is but a blip on the screen, then you don't have to be so scared of things. Crash you may. I support that. Why do you support that? Because I think that if that's the way he wants to live his life, go ahead and live your life that way. But if you come into Walmart, ShopRite, Kmart, if you come into to the post office, to the bank, to the whatever, and you need to wear a mask because of public health, public health is not a personal decision. I think you you cross the line. I I support you. Well, let's do put this way: you want. go get laid, hands laid on you to to solve your leukemia. Go go go! God bless. Get that snake up in there. Well, it may be do very it. nice that the governor believes this, but that doesn't necessarily mean he should be forcing you know that belief on the rest of the state, especially mm-hmm. when the state of You're Mississippi right. right now. Okay, it has the second highest amount of deaths per capita from COVID. It just displaced New York State. New York State was number two. It's now number three. Mississippi is number one. New Jersey, I'm sorry, New Jersey is number one. Mississippi is number two. Yeah, okay. So when you, when you hear those kind of statistics and you have a governor saying this, it's 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 insane. It's just insane. It's, it's, yeah, but that's who the people elected. I know, and that's what's even scarier. But isolate the bitches. Put a fucking fence around Georgia. Go ahead, keep going. I don't think that's going to happen. But no, Georgia. And now we move on to our second to last segment of the week. Second to last. The grumpy old gay men gripe oh, of the week. Oh, I got to learn to prepare for these. <laughs> Um, Think of something that bugged you this week. Something that grinds my gears. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. See, you spring something like that on me. My brain don't work that fast. Something that annoys me this week. Yep. God damn. Well, you might as well put pause on. Let me think of something. Uh, have you thought of something yet, Tommy? I, I, no, but I've, I've thought that maybe if you tell me yours, I could copy. Oh, well, okay. Well, mine mine's a more a general gripe. It's just been just hearing and reading the news and just seeing what an incredibly stupid, insane country we now live in. Uh, it's insane. It's it just insane. 
when I read some of the stupid things with you know, like the people taking horse dewormer for meditation. And now there's at least there was at least one court that was one court that ordered a hospital to administer ivermectin to a patient. Okay. They ordered it. And what happened? I don't know. I I haven't seen the next story, but I got to track it down. That was from yesterday. I read about this. I forget where. I think it was somewhere out west. You know, or in the Midwest. And that's in. You're ordering someone to take a horse dewormer. Yeah. That has no proven beneficial medical effects. To combat COVID. No, There's no. none. No, but none. It, no, but its effect is meta. It, it's just it, it's just I, I don't understand these people. They're again they don't like they don't trust the vaccines, but they're gonna trust a, a heart dewormer. I, I don't under a, a horse dewormer. I don't understand that. Who and told it, who told them it was a good idea? Where did they get the idea for why did they pick this particular the horse dewormer instead of say that that other flea and tick remover? How it started, or, I don't know. But like everything else on the internet, it got spread like wildfire. You know what? To a certain degree, I have to say Darwin. And That's what it's coming it. down to. It, it's happening. It happens in front of us. I Maybe mean, every can... day I'm reading about some person who is anti-COVID or anti-mask. They were anti-vaccine and they're either in the hospital or, or they're dead. dead. And it's just like, how, you know... How often? How much must you bang your head against the wall before you realize that you're causing damage? You know, I don't. I just don't understand the stupidity in this country. I, I, I think I, it's, it's so I, frustrating. I think that there is a certain thing, a syndrome, a disease, a personality flaw, or something that prevents people from doing things in their own interest, in spite of, in lack of, in the face of evidence that tells them that what they're doing puts them at risk. But because of this belief that this refusal to be wrong, this, um, where does that come from? Is that a, is that a refusal to feel like you were stupid enough to follow Jim Jones down to the fucking desert? Right. You know, what, what, where does, what is that pathology that refuses to let you see despite all the evidence? Yeah. It's just great. You refuse to see the truth. Willful ignorance. Willful ignorance gets you in, in on a ventilator and in a coffin. I know. And you, well, the rest of us can can can. What's that? What the uh, uh, elbow room from fucking Schoolhouse Rock? Elbow room. Elbow room. Fuck you. I don't you know. know that you know what? You put me at risk. I know. I don't know. Have we talked about Karen videos? The, the Karen videos? What about them? I fall into a rabbit hole of Karen videos. Oh, I, probably I, I, two I, to three times a week. They're laughable. I, they're, it is, they're, un, and I'm unstoppable. I can't stop watching. You know, I cannot stop watching. Um, it's just how do you? She they they called the cops because they pulled in front of them at the drive-in. And now they were going to be first. Yeah. And now they had to follow them into driving. So they called the cops, stood in front of their car, would not leave, would not move, would not, because until the cops came. And the girl went up after the cops came. I think it should be illegal to do that. I think you should be charged for doing that. You, there should be an, an arrest, a fee, a fine for calling the cops on a situation like a missed park. Uh, there, there, there is actually argument. there is actually a charge of that. There's I forget what they call it. Um, Off with not, her it's head. It's not false arrest, but it's basically misusing law enforcement 
to settle an argument yeah, about things there is like something that addresses that. I can't think of the name of it. I should know better. I'm an attorney, but this is not my field of expertise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that that uh, that's let's let's make that the thing that grind my gears, Karens. But okay. I can't say that it grinds my gears because I love. No, you Karens. enjoy watching. I, them. I do. I do love my Karens. <laughs> I hope that someday, I will meet a Karen in the wild and be able to record it for um, my own enjoyment. That sounds wonderful. Uh, yes. Some people chase bluebirds. <laughs> we now come to the conclusion of this podcast episode. It's not possible. What are your plans for this weekend, Tommy? This weekend is what? Oh. It's Labor Day weekend. me. It's Labor Day weekend. What? I do, I'm, I'm shit. Well, right now, I'm still sifting through invitations. Okay. Um, I've pretty much, you know, like, what the fuck am I doing, Patrick? What am I, I doing? I don't Labor know. That's why weekend? I asked you. Well, I don't go with the sun. I don't go to the beach. Nobody's having a barbecue. I'm not having a barbecue. I'm probably going to stay home and eat chicken and broccoli and fucking play with the dog and practice my steno. That sounds wonderful. That's what I'm planning. We have absolutely no plans this weekend. Lucky you. Yep. Do you have a barbecue? What? We don't even, we have nothing planned. If we have a barbecue, it'll be very last minute thing. Do you own a barbecue is what I mean. We have a grill here. Yes, we do. Okay. You're always welcome to come over and join us. I'm saying, have you used the grill? Oh, yes. Oh, you do use the grill. Oh, definitely. Are you kidding? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, 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 that's good. (laughs) Yeah, I love grilled meat. (laughs) Nothing better than grilled meat, right? Well, okay. The Romans are There are some things that are a little better pink. (laughs) <laughs> this is true. Go ahead. What else? And on that note, we shall bring this oh, episode enough. of Grumpy Old Game Men and Their Dogs to a conclusion. The dogs. We'll see you real soon. You gotta get that bitch out. Say bye, bitches. Bye, bitches.